Farm Talk on CFRU 93.3 FM. Welcome to another edition of Food Farm Talk where we celebrate food and honor those who champion the cause of food in society. to another exciting edition of Food Farm Talk on CFRU 93.3 FM. I'm one of your co-hosts, Emily Duncan, and the show is also co-hosted by Abdul Rahim Abdullahi. And today we're talking about an exciting event that happened at the University of Guelph just last week. Um, this was the Improve Life Challenge called Hack the Farm. If you're wondering what an improved life challenge is, we know that the motto of the University of Guelph is improve life. Last year, the university held the first improved life challenge, which can also be described as a bit of a hackathon. This is where a group of students came together with community partners to solve real world problems. They learned about the problem at the beginning of the day and by the end came up with a solution in a kind of a pitch style competition. I participated in the Improve Life Challenge last year, and it was a really great experience um, working with real industry partners and trying to come up with a solution in one day to a really challenging problem. And so this is a really great experience for students to be able to work with other students outside their discipline. We have the Improve Life Challenge is open to students, uh, both graduate and undergraduate from any college. And you're put on a team of four, and then you get a community partner who kind of tells you about their problem. And then you go through the phases of design thinking to come up with a solution. You know, we map out the problem. We go through an ideation phase where we kind of throw all the best ideas at this problem. And then an implementation implementation phase where we kind of develop the best idea and really flesh it out. And so some amazing ideas came out of this year's Improved Life Challenge, Hack the Farm. So it was all about designing solutions for agriculture and the food industry in a climate of change. And so each of the industry partners brought their own challenge to the students for them to work on for the day. So in this episode, what I'd like to do is review who were the partners in this hackathon event um, and give listeners a taste of what the event was like by getting some student perspectives and some perspectives of other people who were involved in the challenge. It's a long day. It starts at 8 a.m. and it finished uh, just after 7. It's almost a full 12 hours devoted to thinking about these problems and thinking about the challenges that agriculture is facing. And these were some pretty, pretty intense challenges. The first group uh, who was partnered with students was the Beef Farmers of Ontario. Um, so they're an advocacy organization for Ontario's beef farmers. And they're 
problem statement or the problem that they posed to the students to try to help them solve was how might the beef industry create a system that allows processors to provide feedback to the producers with regards to their quality of product, which is a huge challenge of kind of connecting consumers and producers that the Beef Farmers of Ontario wants want to address. The next partnership was be, with was with Conestoga Meats. Um, and so they're a vertically integrated farmer-owned cooperative, and they presented this problem statement to the students of keeping in mind the costs and benefits of various ideas. How might Conestoga Meats improve sustainability in their packaging? Um, we've talked about pla- the issue of plastics on the show before, and we know that this is a critical challenge for the food industry. So this was a, a really interesting challenge that Conestoga Meats brought to the students. Then there was the cooperators. Um, so in Guelph, you might know the cooperators of having a big building downtown. They're an insurance group, and they're really concerned with that losses that are occurring within the farming industry and how farmers might prevent those losses if they pro- proactively have the data available to them. So their problem statement was, how might the cooperators better engage with clients to help them manage their risk in ways that they actually want their help? Um, so rather than a technical solution, this this problem was very social of like, how can we encourage farmers to avoid risk and how can we build better relationships between insurance providers and farmers? Next was a totally different problem. Um, our The partnership was with Highline Mushrooms. Um, and they're the largest mushroom grower in Canada and one of the world's largest grower of organic mushrooms. So a really interesting partnership here. And they were looking for how might Highline Mushrooms look for innovative ways of using the spent compost for other farms and their growing operations or other industries that might use it or products that can be developed. So you might know that mushrooms grow in compost and then once it's once the mushrooms are grown it's considered spent it has tons of nutrients in it but right now it's just kind of a leftover waste resource in mushroom production and so highline mushrooms was really concerned of how can they kind of build a bit more of a circular economy and find innovative ways of using the spent compost so another great challenge uh, the next grower or the next group that was partnered with the students for the Improve Life Hackathon was Holland Marsh Growers Association. Um, So this is a growers association. So the association promotes the produce that's grown in the Holland Marsh area um, and kind of partners with growers to help them navigate laws and government programs. So they're a huge onion processor and they just one onion processor has reported that they collect 6,000 empty bags per week for the typical 30% of the year where they're importing onions. And so, you know, when we know that when we go to the grocery store, we buy imported onions. They're often from Mexico, sometimes from the USA, and they come in those orange mesh bags. And so the Holland Marsh Growers Association was really concerned, again, about the plastic waste that these types of bags are generating. And so their problem statement was looking at how might the Holland Marsh Growers Association, with the support of OMAFRA, either eliminate onion bags or avoid them entering the landfill. And so here, along with Conestoga Meats, another, another community partner that was really concerned with the packaging in the food industry, another huge challenge. 
And then we had Maple Lodge Farms as one of our partners. They're Canada's largest chicken processor. They had a really interesting problem statement. We know that chicken farmers are very innovative. They're using lots of new technologies that gather lots of data. And they're also trying to reduce uh, antibiotic use in chicken production and make sure that chickens have the best quality of life and that they're also profitable farms. And so this is a huge challenge because tools that are gathering data, it could be useful to data uh, to other actors in chicken production in the supply chain. And so the problem statement that Maple Lodge Farms was looking to address was how might Maple Lodge Farms communicate the importance of data sharing to poultry industry stakeholders to create a collaborative network all striving for excellence. So kind of really connecting all the stakeholders in poultry production um, and being able to share that data. A, a huge challenge that's being felt across the agricultural sector, not just in the poultry industry. Then we had OCP North America. And so the OCP group is a fertilizer company. And they were particularly looking to see how might OCP support farmers in Eastern Canada to use public data to make better predictions of yields. So again, kind of a similar challenge to Maple Lodge Farms of trying to make better use of data, in this case, to be able to predict yields. Um, and I think that would be both useful to their company and also useful to farmers. And then we had two groups who were working with OMAFRA. Um, the Ministry of Agriculture, Food, and Rural Affairs for Ontario. And they were really trying to tackle a really challenging problem, the issue of mental health. So we know that farmers and people in rural areas are struggling with issues of mental health. And so they were looking for how might they develop a mental health resource that best fits the unique needs of rural Ontario. And we had two groups of students kind of broken up, which each came up with a unique solution to address this challenge. And last but not least, uh, we had a partnership with Wellington Brewery, um, which is Canada's oldest independently owned microbrewery. I didn't know that, that right here in Guelph we have that. And so Wellington Brewery is really striving to be a leader in sustainable practices and they're looking to do more for the environment. So their challenge to the group was, how might Wellington Brewery implement processes that measure and evaluate their environmental impact? They were particularly looking at the issue of wastewater. So we had nine different community partners, 11 teams working on this, and you can just imagine the energy in the room during the day when the students kind of met up with these community partners and then got these problem statements and then tried to solve some of these really complex problems with really innovative and creative solutions. So now I'd like to turn it over and give you some student perspectives of how the day went. My name is Hilary Gbinijay. I'm in my fourth year in the food and ag business. My name is Max and I'm from the Master of Biotechnology program. My name is Kala McLaughlin and I'm a fifth year psychology student. Hilary, what made you want to participate in the Improve Life Challenge? Um, first of all, I heard it from one of my gym buddies, um, Mer Merlin. Uh, she told, she sent me an email and I, she's like, oh yeah, I heard you're in fourth year, this is an agricultural challenge and it might be a good experience. And I was like, oh sure. And yeah, that's why I chose to do it first, yeah. 
And Kala, so you worked with the cooperators today. Um, what did you learn by working with this community partner? I learned a lot about the needs of farmers, specifically with respect to insurance, which is a field that I didn't know anything about before today. And I learned about how they've been working the past few years to try to meet the needs of farmers, even though um, it's hard to do so. And Max, overall, what would you say was the best part of the Improved Life Challenge today? The best part today was to learn about the design strategies and working with my team who were really supportive and really respectful. All right, so I'm John Benninger and I'm a master's student in computer science. And John, have you ever done a hackathon before? So this is the first hackathon of this, this scale. I've done a couple like little workshop things before, but this is the first hackathon and it was, it's been a really interesting experience because um, kind of taking something from the start and going all the way through the life cycle to now we have something that's potentially usable and relevant to, um, to an actual community partner is, is really neat. Yeah, did you expect that you'd come up with a solution in just one day to the challenge you were presented? It, it was a little surprising, especially because I'm, I'm used to working on sort of computer science-y, data-driven AI problems that take a little longer to actually build a solution for because you really have to code something out to see if it's going to work. But um, So it was a bit surprising, but we had a great team, so it kind of worked well. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, my name is Graham Lee, and I'm a first-year agriculture science student. Hi, Graham. Uh, so what made you sign up for today's Improved Life Challenge? Uh, well, I thought it was a cool opportunity that we'd get to work with uh, real businesses on real problems and come up with real solutions. Have you ever had that experience yet in your university experience where you've gotten to work with an actual business partner? No, not yet, but I'm only a first year, so I hope to keep going and potentially do a master's or a PhD on another real world problem. That's awesome. And what do you think the main thing that you learned from today is? Uh, that group work can be difficult at times, but uh, just always try to have a good time with it, and it'll always be fun. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Sarah Stricker, and I'm a PhD candidate at the Department of Plant Agriculture at the University of Guelph. So Sarah, today you worked with the community partner Holland Marsh. And so what was their challenge and, and why did you want to work with them? The Holland Marsh Growers Association uh, brought to the table a problem about large bags that are coming in from Mexico when they're importing onions. They're made of polypropylene and they can't be recycled. So they were looking for options so that they could divert those from landfill. I was really interested in that project because my research is on onions and the growers support my research and I wanted to be able to give back to them and solve a problem that is unique to their growing situation. That's awesome and kind of what, what was the gist of the solution that you came up for for these plastic bags? Well, we had sort of a three-pronged uh, approach. Our first aspect is asking for some money to get funding to do preliminary research about what the, the main problem is, quantify that problem, look at what other growers are currently doing in Europe and then bring those case studies in an organized sense back to the Holland Marsh and show them that those practices can actually work. Bring them to a grower that is actually using those practices and show them so that they can get their boots on the ground and see the practices in, in use because we know growers in Ontario they learn from each other and they're more likely to trust practices if they can actually see them in action. That's such an awesome, innovative idea. What was your, your favorite thing about today, about participating in this hackathon? <laughs> I really like that it was a 
a condensed activity where we were given a problem and we wanted to create a solution. And at the end of the day, we had a product that we could say that we're presenting it and this is it. So we did some problem solving and uh, we were able to distill it down to some recommendations that can actually be used in the real world. For me, I work on a pretty large project with my PhD. It takes three to four years to complete this. So working every day on a big project and making very small steps, it's a little bit nebulous and you don't really know where your research is going. So this is really nice to refuel me and get me excited about going back to research tomorrow to know that there are people that I'm helping and they're interested in the results that are going to come out. Sounds like a great day. Thanks so much for talking with us. Those were some of the student perspectives from the Improve Life Challenge. As you can see, it was a really intense day uh, where students from all kinds of different backgrounds were working together. We had first-year students to PhD students. We had students who were studying computer science to psychology, all working on important agricultural challenges. And I, as they mentioned, this was a great opportunity to work with community partners, to do some group work, and to tackle a real-world problem facing the agricultural industry. Um, so now we would like to highlight one of the organizers of the Improved Life Challenge and get her perspective on what it was like to organize an event like this. Hi, I'm here with Marin Scannell um, from the Wood Center, who was one of the key leads in organizing the Improved Life Challenge. Thanks for talking with us, Marin. And so I'm interested in knowing what kind of prompted this event and the theme of Hack the Farm. Absolutely. I think one of the core reasons the Improved Life Challenge was designed was to keep up with the future of work and empower students with a proven problem-solving process that can be applied to any industry and any problem. And that problem-solving process is design thinking. So the Improve Life Challenge is a eight-hour hackathon where students work with other students and go through the design thinking process to solve a real-world issue. I think that's so important and such a great opportunity with, for students. And so in kind of planning an event like this, what, what, were some of, uh, what was your role and what were some of the things that you enjoyed the most about kind of putting this day together? Because it was a big, like you said, an eight-hour day with a lot of different moving pieces. So myself and my colleague April have been working on this since um, October 2019, and I would say one of the most enjoyable parts is how many stakeholders you need to interact with and reach out to to plan a day like this. So you have, uh, first and foremost, community partners who sort of dictate the problems to us. So they're the ones who come to us and tell us what the real-world challenges are that they're facing relative to agriculture and food economy and industry. And then, of course, you have students um, who are working with the community partners on these challenges. But then you have a whole realm of other individuals who are massive elements of the event. So you have faculty from campus who act as subject matter experts or geniuses, as we like to call them. You have local community members. So we had our MP and our MPP here showing our support. You have facilitators, so these are experts in the design thinking process who help the students walk through the process uh, with tools and guided resources. And for us, working with all the different stakeholders, I feel like helps create a collaborative network on campus. And for that, for that reason, it's super, super rewarding for the, from the event planning process. 
It sounds like a great process. And since you've been working on this event since, like you said, October, what, what was your highlight of the day? What was your big su success of the event? So this may seem small, but for me, I just love seeing relationships being made and not just between students, but between students and faculty members or students and local community members, staff who work at organizations. I just remember personally being an undergrad student and being really intimidated um, to speak to people of higher education um, or people who had jobs. I say that in quotations, um, as in like that, whatever that means. Uh, and so for me, seeing sort of those barriers come down and, and these students work on challenges and work alongside people from different disciplines, different levels of education, people who have jobs and are working in the community, and just build authentic relationships with them, for me, that's the most valuable way of networking, and I love being a part of that, and I love facilitating that. I think that's so important. Like you mentioned, the future of work, it's really changing and education has to change with it. You know, we can't just be learning by lectures anymore, but a, an event like today really gives students the ability to network, meet people who have jobs and try to solve a real world problem. So thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. I think what Marin touched on there was incredibly important for thinking about how we're going to tackle real world challenges in the future. And it's through collaboration, getting students to work together from different backgrounds um, to be able to solve a problem is so key. And in speaking of collaboration, there were multiple parties who were involved in organizing this event. And the Improved Life Challenge came together from the College of Engineering and Physical Sciences, the Ontario Agricultural College, uh, with input from the Community Engaged Scholarship Institute, uh, research Innovation, the Lang School of Business, uh, the John F. Woods Center for Student Innovation, and the Errol Food Institute. So lots of different departments on campus put a lot of effort into organizing this extraordinary day. Next up, we'd like to hear from one of the judges of the three-minute pitch competition. So at the end of the day, the students had to come together and present their solution to a group of judges and ultimately a winner was decided. So I'll give you a little bit of input from uh, one of the judges' perspectives. So I'm here with Deb Stark, who was one of the judges of the Improve Life Challenge. And so Deb, what were, what were some of the highlights of the pitches and what were you looking for as a judge? Well, we were looking for well-described pitches, people really clear on what their problem, what their solution is, and we got it in spades. They only had three minutes. It was fast and furious and a lot of fun. A little bit of overwhelming at times with all the new ideas coming at you, but de de definitely a really um, good experience. And have you ever been a judge for a hackathon before? I have never been to a hackathon before. No, never mind judge one, so no. But it's it just a good reminder of how you can actually convey really important ideas really quickly when you put your mind to it. I think that's really important. And so the theme of this one was hack the farm. And you've had a lot of experience in the agricultural industry. Um, what, what do you think about this kind of style of intervention for trying to find solutions for the agricultural industry? I think it's wonderful. I think agriculture has a bit of a reputation of being old school and stodgy and this is just a reminder of just how vibrant the agriculture community and the people that are heading into it, those people really are. Lots of amazing ideas here today. Thanks for talking with us. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. 
It was amazing to have judges like Deb Stark come out for the day and give their time to supporting students as they work through trying to solve these agricultural challenges at the Improve Life Challenge Hack the Farm. So speaking of the kind of final challenge and the pitches that the students gave at the end, uh, we'd like to kind of close the show by by giving a recording of the winning pitch, which came from Wellington Brewery. As you listen to their three-minute pitch of solving their challenge, I think you'll understand why they won. It was a really, really great and innovative solution uh, to the challenges that Wellington Brewery is facing. And so I'll turn it over to those students. Uh, Raise your hand if you have ever drank a beer from Wellington Brewery. All right, keep your hands up and raise your hand if you've ever drank Guelph Tap Water. Awesome. Okay, so everyone in this room is going to be affected by this because Wellington Brewery came in here today to reduce their wastewater production. Wellington Brewery and our team want to benefit our community by reducing environmental impact. And more importantly, Wellington Brewery wants to continue to tell a story that they've been telling for the past 35 years of environmental stewardship and calling Guelph home. Wastewater is a huge issue for the city of Guelph, and Wellington Brewery's current um, intensity is set to cost $10,000 per month. There must be a better way. So they came in here today wanting to be a leader in the microbrewing industry. And so our challenge to improve life is how might Wellington Brewery implement a wastewater solution to decrease their environmental impact on the community? Our solution is threefold. Cleaner production, water diversion, and waste opportunities. All right, uh, let's start with the cleaner production, where the bulk of our innovation lies. Research has shown that it is very difficult to treat wastewater at the end of the process. So what we can make the process less wasteful is right from the start. Currently, all the waste produced by the Wellington Brewery ends up in a single tank. And what we propose is to segregate the liquids from the solid waste. Uh, just like we separate our organics, recyclables, and garbage at home, this way we can redirect the cleaner waste from the proteins, yeasts, and the hops, which are byproduct of brewery. Uh, all this can be achieved by adding just one tank and a few new elements in the piping system. This requires an initial investment of $35,000, uh, weighed against the $120,000 the brewery is supposed to pay to the city. Uh, like it's much better, uh, like the recovery can be done in within three and a half months. And what we can't reduce, we're gonna reintegrate into the circular economy. So one person's waste, another person's treasure. Uh, the final part of our solution is looking for community partners that can use our waste. People like uh, mushroom partners, pet food, bakeries, and you know what, it's organic waste. So we could even put it towards the Guelph Urban Farm compost system that we have here. I don't know, just saying. Uh, <laughs> And since we're working with um, already like present systems with Wellington Brewery, um, it's a super feasible solution. Like they're all, all the infrastructure is there, a little bit of uh, capital needed, but it's all there and it's gonna help everybody. It's gonna save Wellington Brewery money, it's gonna save taxpayers money because there's less water that needs to be treated through those systems. It's just perfect all around, public health, amazing. Best of solutions happen when we all work together though, buy your beer by people who are environmentally friendly, and with our innovative solutions, you'll be able to get wasted without creating waste. A great solution to deal with the wastewater that's coming from the brewing process at Wellington Brewery. 
congrats to that team and congrats to all the students who participated in the Improved Life Challenge, Hack the Farm. It's really promising to show that the agricultural leaders of tomorrow are creative, innovative, and forward-thinking problem-solving students. So thank you again for listening to Food Farm Talk on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM here in Guelph. Tune in next week and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Food Farm Talk. See you next week for another exciting edition.